Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. Wait. Oh, my God. Who's calling me during my podcast? Hold, hold on just a minute. 911, what is your emergency? Help me! What seems to be the problem? I, I was I was in this relationship and and I I, I, I I thought it was going all right I mean we had some some issues but I I thought it was going okay but I I just got dumped I, I got dumped and I don't know what to do don't worry ma'am help is on the way in the form of today's episode of the attracting lasting love podcast <laughs> all right I promise this is the last time I'm doing that because this is part three of a series that I am calling 911, What is Your Emergency? Now, you know, we've been looking at dating and relationship emergencies, dating disasters, and how to respond to them in the most conscious and mindful ways. And we've looked, on, we've looked at the dating emergency of being ghosted, We have looked at the dating emergency or the disaster of being played. And today, I want to talk about the definite dating disaster of being dumped or perhaps divorced. So I'm talking today about sort of what to do, how to handle the end of a relationship. Okay? I think I can definitively say, both from my, you know, experience as a coach and from my own life, that perhaps the most important moment that you will ever have in your life is what you do immediately following the ending of a relationship. Am I overstating things? See, in my, in my life, that has been true. I mean, there have been big moments in my life. There have been moments when I've gotten married twice. Um, there have been moments when my, my son was born. Okay? I've had incredible moments of success in my career in the past as a professional golfer. As a coach, you know, I've had the publishing of three of my books. You know, I've had some some big moments in my life. But I'll tell you this. Nothing has been more powerful and more profound and more important for the rest of my life as being dumped or dumping someone. Now, okay. Maybe if I say the most important thing from my life, the birth of my son. All right. So, all right. So maybe this is second place to the birth of a child. (laughs) Okay. You get my point though, that what I'm 
what I'm saying here is being dumped can be a portal to profound personal growth which will lead you to the relationship of your dreams or being dumped can be the entrance into a spiral of relationship pain and more and more difficulty. So when you are dumped, whether you're the dumpy or the dumper, although today I'm talking more to the person who has been dumped or been divorced, someone is leaving you, okay? But really all my words here apply equally to the person who is doing the leaving. It's just the person doing the leaving is less inclined to think this is a big moment for their own growth and their own future. That person feels like I'm doing something great for myself and this is a positive move. And sometimes it really is, right? But you're less inclined to want to do some real introspection when you reach the point of, I don't want to be with this person anymore. You know, it's not working for me or whatever. Because when you're the one leaving, almost 99.999999% of the time, you're leaving because you're blaming the other person for something. You feel sort of like the victim. You're at the effect of your lousy partner, your lousy ex, and you need to get yourself free from that or out of that situation. So you see that person is is at fault. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not being with them because they cheated on me or they created an environment in which I no longer wanted to live. And so you're coming out of that being very sure as to, well, there's nothing to learn. I know, you know, I learned, I, what I learned is I don't want to be with that person anymore. And so you're, you're less inclined to do some real introspective work. But that really is a shame because all relationship dynamics are co-created. All of them. Don't even try to tell me at one situation that you, if you are the one initiating a breakup, were not a part of. You might not know what it is, of course, but relationship dynamics are always, always co-created. But very often the person leaving doesn't see it that way. And so what do I have to learn? What do I have to do some work on? Why should I introspect? I know what's going on here. They did X, Y, or Z and I'm out. I can't put up with that anymore, right? Now, I speak from experience because I'm now on my second marriage and I divorced my first wife and I was absolutely convinced that it was her fault, that I was trying, that I was doing everything that I could do and, and wanting to be a good husband and she, she just, well, to be really personal with you here, she didn't want to have sex ever, maybe once a month at, at that. And even then, 
it sort of felt like it was vacuuming, you know, something you don't really want to do, but you kind of, kind of, you kind of have to, right? So when I got out of that marriage, if someone said, you know, Roy, what are you going to reflect on? What are you going to work on? What have you learned? I mean, I would have, I wouldn't even have understood the question. It would have made no sense to me other than what I've learned is I don't want to be with a woman who doesn't want to have sex. Okay. So in my mind, it was, it was really about her. There was nothing for me to discover. And that's almost always the case. I have yet to meet a person that initiated a divorce and really took full responsibility for what they did to make the relationship get to that point. I've yet to meet the person. I'm I'm sure there might be one out there somewhere, (laughs) but I've never met them. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I have met people that will say, yeah, okay. I wasn't perfect. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, uh, maybe I could have this or that, but you read between the lines and they're like, Oh, our relationship falling apart was 99% them. And, and okay. I'll own about 1%. They won't look at you and say, Oh no, I'm 100% responsible for how this relationship went. With, of course, the understanding that their partner is also 100% responsible. So I've never seen a person that really looked at the, when they were initiating a breakup, I've never, I've never heard that person say, yes, we co-created that. And I don't blame her or him because nothing of what happened between us would have occurred if I didn't do what I did. So I've just never heard that. So, and that was my case. <laughs> okay. I walked away and the idea of getting a coach or a therapist or talking to someone about my love life and what I can learn from this first disaster and so forth, I, I would have laughed at you. They would, would have been like, why? I mean, I don't, it doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so today's podcast is really not directed at them because they're probably not listening. I'm directing most of what I say, even though there's crossover. I'm directing what I say to someone who right now is broken and really hurting. You've been dumped. You've been divorced. Someone doesn't want to be with you anymore, and it wasn't your idea. And what I'm maintaining is that at this moment, as dark as it feels, is perhaps the the most important moment of your life, depending on what you do in this moment. Now, let me give you here. I think there's only three options. There's three options as to what you do when you're dumped. You're either going to retire rebound or reflect. Those are the three options. You're going to retire, which means I'm out. I quit. You can get, you can walk away feeling so hurt and so bitter and so closed and so unwilling to take a risk again that you just take yourself out of the relationship game. Right, you can just I'm out, I retire. And it usually it's it's the pain is too great. But the idea of opening yourself up to a new relationship 
is just it's there's just no way because you would not want to make yourself that vulnerable again. I don't want to take that risk again. I don't want to get crushed again. Now, retiring doesn't have to be permanent. So if that's where you are right now, I hope you don't hear any shame from me. It is a legitimate choice. You can do that. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I really believe that it's not the choice that's coming from your highest self. It's coming from the pain. It's coming from the fear. And when we make decisions from those places, it usually uh, doesn't work out very well. And usually it spirals us into a negativity, possibly even into a depression. So the first option, though, um, to deal with being dumped is to retire. The second um, is to rebound. And you are talking to the king of rebound right here, right I've never retired. I've always been of the anxious attachment style. You know, my first book was written about relationship addiction and it was a memoir, okay? So I've always, right, wrong, good or bad, I've always needed the intention and affection of a feminine creature in my life too much to ever retire. Frankly, for me, it might not have been a bad idea to retire as long as I wasn't doing it out of this anger, bitterness, I hate women. Fuck all you women. I, I'm, I'm just going to be on my own and do my career and screw it all. If I was doing that, that wouldn't be healthy. But if I maybe took a moment to kind of back away a little bit and to separate myself from the feminine in order to find what's here without her, then that might have been okay. But I'd never retired. But boy, oh boy, did I rebound. I'm like a freaking basketball, baby. You throw me up there and I'm going to bounce off of one girl and I'm going to immediately go to another one. And that's what I did after my first marriage. In fact, they, they overlapped before I made the divorce official, before I told my wife I wanted out. I had already met someone else and was falling in love with them. And you know, I write about that in my first book. Right. So I think I've mentioned this before. I, I was, you know, Mr. Tarzan, the Tarzan syndrome. Right. You don't let go of one vine until you got another vine to grab a hold of. Right. So I rebounded from my sexless marriage into a relationship that was literally completely based on sex. Really. <laughs> At the time, that was kind of nice for me because it had been so long. But that relationship was like all sexual. So it was a classic rebound, right? From one, one way of relating to another way of relating. And I never stopped for a moment to do any reflecting, to do any learning. Because in my mind, you know, I just had, I was with the wrong person. See, that's, that's the trip right there. If you're, if you're, if you're dumping someone or being dumped and and when if someone says so what happened and you basically have an answer that could be summarized as well he he or she just wasn't the right person no that ain't it man 
that I got to tell you right now, that's trouble because you're locating the issue outside of yourself. You are not taking responsibility. You are not seeing yourself as a co-creator. When you say, you know, I just was with the wrong woman or the wrong man, you're blaming them. Even if you're not running off a list of the horrible things they did and what a piece of shit they are and all this, when you're just thinking that I just, you know, we were a wrong fit or they just, um, they weren't the right one for me, you're in victim. You're making them the villain and it's going to backfire on you because it's never true. That's not to say your ex or the person that you dumped didn't have any issues, didn't have any problems. Of course they did. They're human like you. It's just that your focus is completely on them and you're not noticing yourself. And so when you rebound, you're going to bring all that stuff that you don't know about that sabotaged that first relationship. And what I mean by that is the stuff that got you into the relationship in the first place, why you were attracted to them, why you did develop the patterns that you did and created the, and the problems that you guys had. You're gonna, Since you are co-creating that, but yet you don't know what your part is and you're not focusing on that because it was them. They just weren't the right person. You're unaware of your part in how the relationship went south. And so because you're unaware of it, you're going to take that with you. You're going to drag that baggage with you into your rebound relationship. And you're going to sabotage that one too. How do I know that? Because the divorce rate for first marriages, I think, is like 44, 45%. Okay? Do you know what the divorce rate is for second marriages? 70%. Now, why is that? This might be a little bit of a simplistic answer, but it's because people go from one relationship to another and they never do step three here, which is reflect. They just look at the situation and it was the other person. So I think this next relationship is going to be better because at least they're not my ex. But see, you're the common denominator. You're in both of them. And if you are unconsciously as equally responsible for creating your breakup, whether you dumped them or they dumped you, if you don't discover what your part was, then you're going to repeat it. So this is where you begin to understand the relationship groundhog day syndrome, right? That's one of the themes of my coaching practice. The old movie with Bill Murray, he lives the same day over and over and over and over again. And we can live the same relationship, maybe a different partner, but it's it's the same relationship, the same type of codependency, the same type of patterns, the same time type of emotional distress or abuse or the same types of psychological hangups of narcissism or emotional unavailability it's like oh my god i'm 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 in the same relationship 
And I thought it wouldn't be that way because this is a different person. Nope. You're the same person. That's the problem. (laughs) Okay. Now, there's no intention of bringing shame here, right? There's no intention of trying to make you feel bad. There is a little bit of an intention here to kind of smack you and wake you up a little bit because it's so easy. And I, I know this from personal experience. It's so easy to blame our partner. You can get dumped. Say, oh, well, they had commitment issues. We started getting too close. And, you know, they're the anxious avoidant type. We started getting close. And so they just, they couldn't handle it and they walked away. Do you hear the victim in that? You're not talking about what you did in the relationship. You're not noticing that perhaps your anxious attachment style drove them away. That maybe if you hadn't been so clingy, so needy, so anxious, I need you to be here all the time and and reassure me that I'm loved and always remind me that you care about me and you know, and and organize your life such that I never feel lonely or abandoned or insecure about our relationship. Maybe if you weren't like that, then they wouldn't have gotten scared. So I'm sort of wanting to be direct here because this is what I wish somebody would have done with me back in the day when I when I left my wife and shacked up with my new girlfriend and then got engaged to her. So I was with her then for two and a half years. We got engaged six months before the wedding. She dumped me. So I went from being the one who dumped my ex-wife to now I got dumped by my ex-fiance. Okay. That unbelievably destroyed me. I went on what I consider to be a one-year-long midlife crisis. I mean, I couldn't sleep. I lost a bunch of weight because I couldn't eat. I had heart palpitations. I Just obsessive thinking. If I did fall asleep, she was the last thought before I put my head on the pillow. And she was the first thought when I woke up in the morning. I was a lousy father that year because I had no bandwidth for anyone. I was so wrapped up in my own pain. My career suffered. I mean, I was a mess. And you would have thought that at that point, I might have done some reflecting. That I might have talked to someone. No. If you had suggested that, I would have, why? My ex-wife didn't like sex, and though my ex-fiance did, oh man, she was a workaholic. I mean, like, I ended up taking care of her kids and raising her kids and getting them off to school and doing their laundry and changing the sheets and taking care of the house and doing the shopping and cutting the grass and mowing the lawn. And I was doing that within the first two weeks of the relationship. But she was working 60 to 80 hours a week. Now do the math on that. That's every weekend. That's on holidays. When she wasn't working, we were having sex. 
but I was left to take care of everything else. I was left alone the rest of my life because she was such a workaholic. So if you had suggested, hey, Roy, do you think you need to maybe, you had two major relationships fall apart right now? Do you think maybe you ought to look in the mirror? I would have said, why? My ex-wife didn't like sex. Who would stay with that? My ex-fiance is a workaholic. Who would stay with that? Even though she dumped me because I put pressure on her to quit working so much and to make more of her life available to me. And, you know, she just couldn't take my neediness and all of that and just the pressure I was putting on her. And she got rid of me. But the idea that I would get help or reflect, nope, that doesn't make any sense to me. So what did I do? Well, I just found me, tried to find myself a new woman to help me forget about the last one. So I joined four different dating sites within 24 hours of being dumped. I was back online. I was in so much pain that I didn't know what to do with it. And so the only thing I knew is, well, let me find a new woman to help me forget about the last one. Now you can imagine the amount of drama that caused because I sort of thought that I was ready for you know, the right woman. Maybe this time I'll find the right woman. See, the first one didn't like sex. And it never occurred to me that maybe the way I was with her was turning her off, which was the case. Although I didn't seek that knowledge at that time. I just thought, you know, didn't have the right wife. She doesn't like sex. Well, then I met this other woman. Oh, well, she's a workaholic, so she's not the right one. So I guess I'll go online and I'll try to find the right one. Do you you see how nuts that is? Can you see it with me? Like you would be a great coach and say, Roy, man, it's not about the women, dude. You You got to look at yourself here. And if you would have said that to me, I would have, it wouldn't have made any sense to me. So I went back online and I thought I was available, but I wasn't. I was using these women to help me. I was in the middle of my midlife crisis here. I was using these women to help me just get over the pain. So you can imagine the amount of drama that caused, the mixed signals, the the real emotional unavailability that was true of me. So it was a nightmare. So then eventually, a, a friend of mine just hey, Roy, do you think you should talk to someone? Because <laughs> he was hearing me bitch and moan about my love life. Oh, my ex-wife, oh, my ex-fiance, all oh, these crazy women online. And, and you know, he was on this conscious path, so he didn't buy any of that nonsense. He's like, Roy, do you think maybe you ought to talk to someone? And I, my first response was, why? <laughs> so I have so much, so much compassion for people that, that think that I don't have anything to work on. I've just found the wrong partner yet. And it's all my ex's fault and the people who've dumped me. And, you know, they, they have the issues, not me. I'm a good loving person and I don't have any hangups or any, uh, you know, blind spots or relationship personas. And, you know, all my childhood is not affecting my ability to relate and intimacy. Now I don't have any issues. It's them. 
they have the issues, right? So I have total compassion for people that are like that because I was like that, right? But I was dead fucking wrong. That's the message here. If, if, if you sense any of this in you from being the dumper or the dumpy, you're dead wrong. It's you. It's all about you. They, your partners, are a reflection of you. You chose them from your unconscious issues. They would never have even shown up in your life if you hadn't chose them and needed them to play out some game that's going on inside of you unconsciously. None of it would have happened without you. And until you go in that direction, not in the direction of, I got to find the right person, I got to get right back online and get right back out there, until you don't go in that direction and you go in the direction of self-discovery and self-awareness and self-growth, you are going to keep repeating the same patterns and you're going to be in relationship groundhog day. Right now at this moment, I'm noticing, wow, dude, it's pretty dark here. (laughs) It's a pretty depressing podcast. But it's only because I'm on the other side of this and I I wish somebody had ripped me a new one and tried to get through to me. I think if they had tried early on, I would not have listened, but I wish somebody would have tried. When my friend eventually said it to me, I think I was in so much pain that I was willing to entertain the possibility. And so when I hired a coach, I think one of the first things that she said to me, her name is Diana, is like, Roy, if we're going to work together, I'd love to help you sort of learn and grow from what's happening and become a more conscious, present, evolved man, the man that you really are. And I know you're hurting and I know that you're in a lot of pain, but I don't want to hear a damn thing about the women in your life. She's like, I forbid you to talk about your ex-wife and your ex-fiance. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that your ex-wife didn't like sex. And I don't want to hear your ex-fiance was a workaholic. And I don't want to hear about the crazy women you think you've met online. I just don't want to hear it. I want to know if you want to talk about you. I want to know if you want to look for things within yourself that you've never seen before because I don't know you yet, but they're there. I want to know if you want to take responsibility for the way your love life has gone. If you do, I think amazing things can happen in our work together. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. But I'm just not interested in talking to you and agreeing with you that you just haven't met the right woman yet. I just don't want to have that conversation. That goes nowhere. And something resonated about that. Somehow that got through to me. (laughs) For some reason, (laughs) the grace of God, I don't know. But for some reason that I was willing to do that. And you know what I found out? My love life sucked. And it wasn't because I hadn't met the right person yet. It was because I wasn't the right person yet. I, my childhood conditioning was 
totally responsible for the women I was choosing and the dynamics I was experiencing. I had what I call a relationship persona, which is Roy the Rescuer. I've mentioned that many times on this podcast. I had personality blind spots, my mommy issues, right? So when I opened up to the possibility of reflecting rather than retiring or rebounding, I looked in the mirror and lo and behold, it was me. <laughs> Not that my ex-wife didn't have issues and, you know, she didn't like sex. Um, I don't know what her life is like now, but I don't think it's any different with her new husband. But of course, I don't know. My ex-fiance was a workaholic. <laughs> 60 to 80 hours a week, every week, without Deviation? Yeah, okay. But why did I choose a workaholic? Why did I choose a woman who wasn't emotionally available? Why did I choose a wife who wasn't physically available? Okay, why did I choose them? There's all kinds of women in the world who love sex and who are not workaholics. Why wasn't I with them? Why did I pick them out of the crowd? Do you see what I'm getting at here? (laughs) Because you might be with a narcissist or something. You've been with narcissists or you got dumped by a narcissist because you you no longer wanted to put up with his crap. And so, you know, he once I started to own my own value a little bit, then he got all wigged out and he left me because I I, I wouldn't worship at the altar of him, right? Well, why'd you pick him in the first place? Because not every man's a narcissist, but you chose one. Or if you met a man who was emotionally unavailable or a wounded soldier or whatever problem he had, you know that whatever problem your exes have had, not every man has that problem. So why did you choose them and not the healthier kind? Oh my God. See, that's kind of like, ooh, I never heard it put that way. <laughs> Of all the men in the world, why did you choose the ones you've been with? See, so that's what reflection is. And that is the portal to profound awakening and the possibility that your next relationship can be a really healthy one that will last. Because that's my story. I did the hard reflecting work. And let me tell you, retiring's easy. It's easy to quit, right? It's easy to rebound. Oh, just go up, just get back online and meet some new person and just go ahead. Just, you know, that's easy. It's hard to reflect because you have to face things about yourself that you don't really want to face. You're going to have to see that it's not all your ex's fault, no matter who broke up with who. You're going to have to see, no, it was me. So no ego likes that. Egos love to blame. They love to be righteous. So it's not easy to reflect. This hard work. And you can't reflect on your own. I'm going to make a, make a blanket statement right here. You want to do real reflecting that will change the trajectory of your love life completely? You can't do that yourself. 
You need outside eyes. Why is that? Because if you knew what you were doing to attract these people, if you knew the dynamics going on in your psychology and in your emotionality, if you knew what you were doing to create these relationships that haven't worked out, you would have fixed it by now. The issue is you don't know what it is because your eyeball cannot see itself. You can't see yourself. Like one of the things I love is when someone tells me that, you know, I'm I'm really very (laughs) self-aware. Just, I start laughing. Well, then why are you single? Well, because I haven't met the right person yet. (laughs) Wrong. You're not as self-aware as you think. If you were self-aware, you would know why you're single. And you would have fixed it because once you know what you're doing to attract these dynamics, once you understand your childhood wounding and how it's affecting your ability to be close now, once you understand your personality blind spots, once you understand what your relationship persona is, that's easy to fix that stuff. It really is. The hard part is finding it because you don't know it's there. Do you follow me? So you need someone who can look at you and say, do you notice this? Have you ever felt this? Have you ever thought about this? Let me ask you a question about this part of your life. And so when you're with the right coach, they push the right buttons. They just have an intuitive sense of where you should look in your life to discover how you are responsible for your relationship pain and the things you've been through. That's what a good coach is. They're a genius at helping you have an aha moment. Aha, I see it. Oh my God. I didn't know I had mommy issues. I didn't know that it was playing itself out now when I'm 45. See, I could never have discovered that I was Roy the Rescuer on my own. I could never discover on my own that my lack of connection with my mother was driving my whole relationship life, that I was looking for a woman to sort of mother me or give me a a type of nurturing that I didn't receive as a young boy. I didn't know that that's where my anxious attachment style came from. And I didn't know that I have a personality type where I can play games and try to look impressive to a woman and, you know, hide my authenticity so that women then fall in love with the image I've presented them, but it's not really who I am. And then they begin to discover who I am over time. And then the relationship goes on tilt because like, you're not the same person that I met six months ago. I didn't know any of that. See, this is why when you rebound, you're screwed. Because all the stuff you don't know, you're going to just do it again. You're going to just keep doing the things you've always done. Because your relationships have not fallen apart. And because of you, in your mind, it's because of them. So you never discover. But you, but you can't see your blind spots. That's what a blind spot is. <laughs> 
So you really do need someone to help you. So that's the challenge here. If you've been dumped, this is a moment. Are you willing to invest? To invest some time and some energy and some money in changing the trajectory of your love life for the rest of your life. What if you spent a few thousand dollars and a few months with me and it led to you eventually meeting a person with whom you had a healthy and sustainable relationship for the rest of your life? What amount of money would that be worth? Would you or would you not give an arm and a leg for that? Now, I can't promise you if you work with me that you will meet someone immediately or when. But here's what I can promise you. You will discover why you have been in such unfulfilling relationships. If you work with me, I promise you, you will understand how your childhood conditioning is impacting your ability to be close and why that is responsible for attracting the kinds of people that you have been attracting. You will discover your personality blind spots. You will discover your relationship personas. You will know the real reason why you're single. You will know the real reason why you got dumped. And with that insight, with that self-awareness, We will make the changes that will allow you to show up in the world in the healthiest version of yourself. And though I can't guarantee you when and how you'll meet someone and be in a great relationship, I can guarantee you that you won't be sabotaging it. Life will unfold the way it unfolds, but at least this time, you won't be the one screwing it up. So what would that be worth to you? Seriously. Is it or is it not time for you to beg, borrow, steal, do whatever you have to do to work with me? No, and and I mean work with me. There are other good coaches in the world, but I believe that, well, one, since you're listening to me, We have some connection. You're resonating with something in this podcast. So right there, I might be the right fit for you because you you are already interested in the kinds of things I talk about. But I believe I am uniquely gifted to help people who have been through some being dumped or dumping recover, reflect, and create something meaningful. Not only because I've seen hundreds and hundreds of my clients do it, because I've done it myself. So you want to work with a coach who has had your problem and found their own way through it so that they both have the personal understanding and the experience, but yet they also have the professional education and training. See, If your marriage is in trouble and you go to a marriage counselor who's been married for 50 years and never divorced, you're wasting your time. All they have for you is their training. They don't have any experience in divorces and breakups and that they have no personal experience. They can't. They've never gone through a divorce. 
See, so as a couple, I would never go to a, a therapist who's never been divorced. Never. And I would never work with a coach who's never been dumped. Who's never had some horrible relationship history that they themselves have overcome. So I'm like one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. I'm just like you. It's just that I'm further along in the sense that I got broken to the place where I decided to work with someone and I paid more money to my coach than you will ever think of paying to me. I think I spent about 15 grand on my coaching. But now look what I got. Look what I'm in right now. My 15th wedding anniversary is coming up. Well, by the time you're listening to this, it was one month ago, May 9th. Okay. So it was the best money I ever spent. Absolutely the best money I ever spent. That woman downstairs right now is the the joy of my life. I, I look at her and I just smile. She, she's hilarious. She's beautiful. She's nuts. She's strange. She's warm and tender and neurotic. And she's my girl. <laughs> I, I love everything about her. Right? So there's no way I'd have this in my life if I hadn't worked with a coach. I No way I could have made the changes and saw the things in me without it. So where are you with your relationships? Are you in retirement? Have you cashed in your chips and given up? Come on. Come on. Come on back. Let's get to work. Are you in the middle of a rebound? Or are you rebounding? Like, did you get dumped last week and you're back on and you're swiping? Hmm. Maybe you should hold off. Okay, yeah, maybe you keep dating if you want to, but maybe you ought to be doing some reflecting right now. Maybe you need to be investing some time and energy and working with an experienced and trained coach that can help you change the whole trajectory of how your love life has been going. And I'm ready to do that at any time. So I am hoping that your 911 emergency turns out to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. Because when my ex-fiance broke up with me and it sent me into that midlife crisis spiral and then I got online and dated a bunch of women and it just made it all worse and created so much pain, all of that turned out to be the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Now, at the time, when my ex-fiance put that ring back in my hand, if you were standing there and you whispered in my ear, hey, Roy, this is going to turn out to be the best thing that's ever happened to you, I would have punched you in the face, okay? But you would have been right. It was the absolute turning point of my entire life. I'm even in a different career now because of it. I was a golfer back then, 2005. But what I learned in my coaching, that's why I'm a coach. I want to be your Diana. That's what I'm, 
That's why I do what I do because it was so profound for me that, man, I, I, I want to show other people what I found. I, like I feel like Lucy in the Chronicles of Narnia, right? She wanders into the wardrobe closet and she finds Narnia out the back of the wardrobe closet and she's there for a moment. It's so freaking awesome. She has to go back and tell her friends what she found. That's my life. I'm Lucy. I stumbled upon something. An inner work, a conscious, mindful approach to growth and relationships. Then now I'm coming out of the I'm coming out of Narnia. I'm going back to you. I'm saying you you gotta come see what I found here. So everything I went through, it was the best moment of my life. And it can be that way for you if you're ready to enter into the reflection phase. And when you are, I'm right here. Roy at coachingwithroy.com, 407-687-3387. I hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.